Hello and welcome to Reading with Carrie, a mindfulness podcast series that can be used as a sleep aid or to ease your anxiety and relieve your stress. I am your host, Carrie Fable, and I am so thankful that you've decided to spend some time with me. Today's story is an old Irish folklore from 1904 called The Lady Promised. It ends a bit abruptly, but the descriptions paint such a beautiful depiction for the imagination, so I wanted to share it with you. But first, as always, let's start with a breathing exercise. Let's do the heart activation breathing method. Close your eyes and just focus on breathing for a moment. Don't change the pace forcefully. Just notate the process within. Try to gently encourage your breathing to slow a bit. Perhaps internally count to four. Let your breath rest within your lungs for a beat. And then let the breath back out on a count of four, resting with your lungs empty for just a beat as well. Now imagine your breath going into and out from the heart. Biologically, we know that it is our lungs that perform this function. But for the sake of this exercise, of aligning your mind with your heart, visualize the oxygen entering your heart or your chest and exiting out from there as well. It might help you to put your hand over your heart as you breathe to direct your focus to your heart. Settle into the rhythm of your breath, slowly coming into your heart and gently leaving it. It's okay if your mind wanders. Just make note of it and bring yourself back to focusing on your breath. Great job! You've completed the exercise. I like to take a nice, long, slow sigh to celebrate the realignment of my heart and mind, and I invite you to do so as well. If you need to, you can sit a bit more with your natural breathing rhythm. Continue this podcast when you feel ready. And now here's the story. A long, long time ago, O'Donohue was a brave and mighty prince. He was as fine and good at leaping and running and hunting and swimming as any other, and even better. Ross Castle and the estates surrounding it belonged to him. He was not hard on poor tenants or people, and if they couldn't pay the rent, he wouldn't be taking the beasts they had for that matter. Besides all this, he was learned in many books, and was able to change himself into any shape or form that he wanted. To be sure, it was a great gift, but he had sold himself to the devil for it. The bargain was that if a woman should screech while he was in a changed shape, he should give himself up to the devil. For a long time, O'Donohue took very good care that there was no woman nearby whenever he diverted his friends by changing his form into whatever shapes they would be calling after. People talked about it in the whole land, and they were all amazed that he could change his form like that. After he had shown off in this way for princes and many others in many places for some years, his wife said to him, Why don't you show me any of your miracles that there is such talks about? Surely you will gratify your own wife before any stranger. She went on pressing him so well that he could not find in his heart to refuse her yellow locks and her large, light eyes anything at all. Well then, dear Eileen, he said, 
You must not open your mouth or say a single word, whatever becomes of me. If you do, all is lost. She promised to be very quiet, and said she would not be frightened at all, and to do whatever he told her. Then O'Donohue made himself into an elegant stag, and kept leaping and running about the court for some time, delighting all that was looking on. When he grew tired of that, he became the most beautiful fish you ever saw, and as always, no one could understand how he changed himself. He then made sort of a kind of a pool on the very top of the castle, and began swimming there. As he swam round and round, the castle began to go round too, and seemed to turn upside down. His lady was inside the castle when it started to spin and tilt, and got topsy-turvy from it. Quite beside herself, forgetting all his commands, she screeched in fright. Surely enough, it was a sore screech for her husband, for without another word, he took a leap into the lake, and was never seen from that day to this. From Tibbets, 1904, page 85-88, to 88, retold. Found at oaks.nvg.org. Link in the description. Well, I did warn you that it ended abruptly. The moral of the story is about the importance of keeping your word. Some promises are difficult to keep and can even be broken unintentionally, as we hear in this story. I think the poignant concept is honesty. When you make a promise, you give someone your word that whatever you promised will be true. A promise to keep a secret, to do your chores, to pick up milk at the store. Sometimes a promise isn't an explicit thing. But whenever we speak to another, we have the opportunity to be honest and true to ourselves. Always speak from your heart. Say when your feelings have been hurt or that you care for someone. When you always remain truthful to yourself, others will know they can trust you. That's a true testament to your character and certainly can help with your mental health. When you are living in alignment with what you say and portray publicly, you will have internal peace. Here's a closing anonymous quote that relates to both the story and the broader aspect. Don't promise when you're happy. Don't reply when you're angry. Don't decide when you're sad. Thank you for listening. I welcome you back anytime you may need to hear a comforting voice or familiar bedtime story.